everyone and welcome back to another episode of The Coop. It's currently Wednesday the 27th of July. I'm devastated. I literally just filmed a whole episode on living on the present, which is today's thingamabobs, like today's theme, I guess. Um, and what happened? My computer ran out of battery and I thought the plug was on. It wasn't on and the whole episode is deleted. When I, tell I literally finished the episode, I was literally about to wrap up and then my computer shot down. You're telling me half an hour, it was actually a half hour episode, so it wasn't that deep, but like, I, I'm speechless. This has never happened, this, nothing this disastrous has ever happened before. Um, I do kind of want to cry, <laughs> but you know, it's fine. It's, life doesn't always go to plan. Um, and that didn't go to plan, it's fine. We've got the plug on now and we'll just restart and it's all fine, I'll just repeat myself. It's fine. Um, anyway, before we start though... Of course, I have to mention that two new songs came out by Billy. Of course, of course they did, of course they did. We haven't had a Billy update in a while, so if anything, this is a little treat for you, a little teaser. Um, but she has one song called TV, which came out, which she performed on tour as like an unreleased song. So I mean that, I mean, I already listened to it, like I already knew what it sounded like. So it wasn't much of a surprise, but mm, they did some production things. Oh, if you just listen to the bridge, you'll get what I mean. Um, and that was, oh. That was a bit of a shock. I literally audibly gasped, but oh my God, the 30th, okay? This other song, the superior song. Like I, I hate to bash TV like that, but it is the best song. Um, when I tell you I'm speechless, I'm speechless. It's just exquisite. Um, my favorite Billy song today. And you know how we were all having a slight crisis earlier because, you know, we discovered that I do not have a Vecna song by Billy, and it's not because Billy wouldn't save me from Vecna, it's because she doesn't have the song that could. Well, she's now answered all my prayers with the 30th because I do that's my new Vecna song, and am am I like fake for changing my answer potentially? But this song, oh, because when you listen to it, you'll understand. And obviously, like I know you probably won't listen to it because I feel like most people when they give music recommendations, people like nod them heads and say, yeah, I'll listen and they never do. Um, but when I tell you, you need to listen to the 30th, like you actually do. Um, even if it's just reading the lyrics, just do it. Yeah, because you're not gonna regret it at the end of the day. Um, the lyrics literally narrate the story of my life, which is a little bit creepy. Like. Okay, Billy being omnipresent, but um, um, it's the most stunning song. And I was literally, I mean, I wasn't properly sobbing, but I definitely was having an internal breakdown. Um, did my mum and sister come up to my room asking, am I okay? They did, because at the end of the day, was I howling out with pain? And I don't even know, I can't explain the sensation that Billy's music provokes in me, but was I, you know, tensed up, sweating, tears in my eyes? Yes, yes, I was. And am I embarrassed about that? Absolutely not. No, because if you listen to the song, you'll get it too. Um, <laughs> so anyway, that's a cute little update for you. But I'm glad we found a new Vecna song for me. Um, but no, it's literally, okay, I'm gonna stop. But listening to this song, actually, you know what, it will segue into this episode. Listening to the song with my headphones on in at like 11pm at night, you know, staring into the darkness. Now that was living in the present, which brings me on to today's episode, which is the second episode or part of the five part series I'm doing on um, like lessons I've learned on recovery. And this one is all about living in the present. Um, 
Now I'll just dive right into it. So a lot of the time it's easy to just live and forget about what living actually is. It's easy to just go through the motions, do life, you know, and just not really think about actually being present and being alive because why why should we? Why should we think about it? Because we're always living in the present because that's just what life is. Like we couldn't be alive if we weren't living in the present. But because we're always living in the present the whole time, it means we don't know what being present actually is. It's like if you were happy, for example, the whole time, you'd eventually forget what happiness actually is because it'd be so normal for you that you wouldn't know you wouldn't know what it's like anymore. And I feel like that's very similar to being present and living. Because ever since we were literally born, we've been living and we've been present, if you will. We wouldn't even think twice. If someone said, are you living in the present? You'd say, well, obviously, like I'm not living in the past, am I? <laughs> like, But it's what I wanna, what I want to do today is to separate being in the present from living in the present because they are two different things. Um, all of us, exist in the present all of us are being in the present that's literally why we're all here on earth it's why we're all alive um but not we don't all live in the present um and this is a quote that my therapist gave me which oh my god it's my favorite quote today but it's it says what well, how'd it go it's like everybody dies but not everybody lives and it's so true it's so true because I mean, obviously we all die. That's not, to, sorry guys, if that makes you sad. Sorry, but it's not anything new. We know this, it shouldn't be that sad. It's just, <laughs> if it makes you sad, you're living in denial. No, <laughs> that's just a part of life. Um, but the point is, is that not everyone lives. Not everyone lives their life because people forget what living is. Um, and I feel like a lot of the time, what's the problem with this is that living is associated with kind of big like memorable events like I feel like going to a concert it's like you know that's when I'm living or like oh sorry if you can hear the phone in the background um or like living I don't know going I don't know going on holiday with your friend like that's living because it's like woo we're going on holiday with a friend um but the point is that's not like that doesn't have to be what living is living can be literally like the tiniest things in the world um and this will this will lead on to the last episode in this series um which is about pros and cons but go like focusing on the really small things in life like literally just oh wow like the way I can literally just breathe and I don't have to think twice about it the way I don't know the way I can walk downstairs the way I can have a shower and I smell great afterwards. <laughs> like, it's those things, it's those small things that I feel like enhance appreciation for living, possibly. Um, this episode might not make sense to a lot of people because it doesn't really make sense to me. But um, I hope you kind of follow my tangent with this. Um, but for me, like, oh, smelling... Tar okay smelling rain on tarmac or smelling rain on like a roof just smelling the damp earth mainly the smell of rain on tarmac is the most alive I will ever feel in my life because it's 
such like a good smell but it's such like a smell of nature as well that I'm like it's not like I'm just looking at a screen I, okay that does not even relate but it's not like I'm just it's not like I'm just looking at rain on tarmac on my phone like it's the fact I'm actually there experiencing it and I'm consciously this is what I'll get into later it's the difference between subconscious and conscious but I'm consciously appreciating and inhaling the smell of rain on tarmac that's a moment where I'm really being present because I'm really engaged with my senses and engaged with the world around me um I think a lot of the time we just fall into habits which I mean it's hard not to we've gone to school since we can literally walk um but I think school's a really bad habit for forgetting what living is like because for I mean yeah for literally our whole lives we just wake up go to school come back probably do some work chill out for a bit have dinner do the same thing over and over again um and then that becomes such like routine that you don't really appreciate your surroundings anymore because you kind of become you go on autopilot a bit you just kind of forget to really appreciate what's around you and really live for the day because it's like well it's no different to any other day um this is how it's been for the last 17 years like you just wake up go to school come back you know it's it's uh, it's a bad habit um it's a bad habit because it's it's like well then we're not really living in the present we're just existing in the present um and this is a thing that I want to get onto is like there's a difference between being and living in the present we're obviously all being in the present because that's life um that's why we're here but we forget how to live we forget what living actually is um and if for me like living I mean obviously living is subjective like you can define what living is for you but for me it's defined as absorbing your surroundings and really just making the most of the world around you and just being it sounds very spiritual this is the thing as I was going through my notes I was like this does sound very spiritual but it's like being one with the world around you not necessarily like in a spiritual way but it's more that you're not your mind and your okay this it it does sound spiritual I can't lie but your mind and your body are like in sync with the world around you um and this okay so we have the subconscious and the conscious we have the um external and the internal and we have the being and the living and it's it's a bit mind-boggling but so I've talked about the being and being and the living but the external external and the internal is something I also want to talk about because it's like externally we're all being in the present of course we are like we're all here hello like (laughs) we're in the present but living but like internally we can be miles away do you know what I mean like internally our minds can be so separated from our bodies like when I'm having a bad day externally I'm Helena but internally I'm like I'm not here like I have retracted into myself like at this point I may as well be the ghost of Christmas past because there is nothing left in me there's no life um and I feel like school I don't want to blame everything on school but it does have quite a large part to do with it but I think school conditions us to always think of the future and you know plan out our lives that we start living for the future and not the present. And that's where everybody dies, but not everybody lives comes into it. Because it's like, 
we're always so hyper-focused on the future and, you know, everything we're doing now going towards our future and, like, you know, everything's got to be super curricular or extracurricular or whatever. <laughs> like, you've got to think about this for, like, your uni course, whatever it is, or your apprenticeship, whatever you want to do. But our present is always connected to our future that sometimes we forget what living in the present is actually like. Um, because it's just not something we're ever taught to do. Because this is the thing, because living is part of life, like everyone presumes, they're too, this is the thing, because everyone presumes living is existing, it's like you're not actually taught how to live. You're not taught how to actually really live. Like some, like, and like, so in, externally we're all being in the present, all existing in the present, but internally our minds can literally not even notice our surroundings. Like it can be so like clouded over and switched off. Like in the height of my anorexia, like, a lot of the time I wasn't even taking in the things around me because I was just so like consumed by this other thing, so consumed by my own thoughts or just like so tired that I wasn't really like properly there. Um, that I just was not living in the present for like way too long. And it's only really recently, like really recently in the past, I would literally say in the past couple of weeks, I've actually, experience what living is like um and I'll get into that in a minute but yeah and the height of like I just remember going into hospital ah don't expose myself too much but I remember going into hospital and I was like lying down on the bed or whatever um and one of the nurses were like so what's wrong and a tear just like falls down my face literally main character moment no but a tear like falls down my face and I just remember saying I just haven't I just don't feel present, like I haven't been living for like the past six months. Um, and I remember my dad like was saying, he was like one time, you know, I just asked you this, he like asked me this question and I was like sitting on the sofa and then he said, you just shrugged, like it didn't even look like you were there. And I was like, that's so interesting because I never like remembered you asking me that question. Like I was looking at the sofa, like trying to envision this thing that took place and I could not for the life of me remember this conversation taking place um and obviously that's a lot to do with the illness that's a lot to do with my energy being so low that I couldn't even like take in what was going around me but it's heavily connected to living in the present and right then I was not living in the present because externally I was Helena but internally I had no idea who I was at all like I was so lost in my own illness and my own just ugh, you know, just my own self, that I was not present at all, like, and I think that just, it was kind of the first time I really realised it in a hospital, where I was like, I literally have not been living for so long, like, every conversation I had with, like, I'm so sorry if you had a conversation with me from literally all of year 12, because, I mean, even though September me was kind of, was kind of a slate no, but like, I just, there were some people that gave me energy and they really revitalized some stuff in me. But there were other people who I just talked to and I just, I didn't even have the energy to think, let alone talk to them. But I mean, I talked to them anyway, but it's just, I was not present in those conversations. So if I ever gave off like dead energy or like just nothing, I was, if I was ever giving off like cardboard or beige, you know, 
Um, I'm really sorry. Please don't hold it against me, okay? <laughs> don't think, oh, Helen is such a bland person. Because maybe I am. But, like, at the same time, that was me when I just was not even present in myself. I was like, I'm not even present in myself, let alone this world. Like, I can't... Yeah. I was really just living through the motions and just taking... Literally just waking up and taking each day for granted. Um... I was not absorbing anything around me. Like I was not smelling the rain on the tarmac. I was literally doing none of the sorts. <laughs> so was I, I can't even remember what I was talking about now, but I think, yeah, the external and the internal was a really big thing. Cause I think once you get your mind and your body to actually be one, it does sound quite spiritual. I'm really sorry. I did not mean it sound this spiritual. I'm not really like a spiritual person, but I mean, here we are. But um, I think once you get your, maybe not your mind and body to be one, but kind of to be in tune together and like level with each other, um, then you can start actually absorb, like being present in your surroundings because you're finally present in yourself. Um, not sure if this is making sense, but I'm going to keep going. <laughs> um, so another thing I want to define living as is being con like consciously appreciating your surroundings. It's, and this is where the conscious and the subconscious come in to it. So for me, living is, like I literally just said, consciously appreciating and acknowledging your surroundings. It's not just going on autopilot. It's not just disregarding things around you. It's actually taking the time to like be with your senses and be like, wow, today I can smell the rain on the tarmac. Wait, the tarmac on the rain? I've said it too many times now, I can't remember. The rain on the, t I think it's the rain on the tarmac. Um, or like today I can see, I don't know, I can see the leaves in the wind. It does sound quite spiritual, but it's just ignore it, ignoring, acknowledging small things like that, but consciously doing it. Because I think a lot of the time, you know, we can just, we can just be outside, we can be smell, like we can, uh, we could potentially be smelling rain on the tarmac, but we don't actually notice it. It's just such a minor part in like the whirlwind of our thoughts that it's like you don't even notice it and then it's like you kind of forget what living in the present is like because you, you're so consumed by all these other thoughts that you don't actually realize like the world around you um so I mean I think I'll get onto the subconscious and conscious like a bit later on but that was also how another factor of like living that I think is really important which is like this whole idea of consciously appreciating your surroundings um and so my next point is kind of linking back to last episode about growing up um which is you know this fear of growing up because this is this fear of the future and this fear of having our lives planned out and I'm like oh my god are you kidding like last year I was literally having picnics after finishing my GCSEs and now you're telling me I have to move to another part of the UK to do a university course I don't even know if I want to do like it's terrifying of course it is and it's like you're moving away from home moving away from friends moving away from what's comfortable um and thrown into this completely like unknown and un I guess unprepared situation um and there's always this pressure to live for the future there's always this pressure to contribute to our future and to do everything to set ourselves up for the future. But it's like, if we're always doing that, then it's like, what is the present? Because then it's like, we don't have a present, do we? Oh, it gets me annoyed. It gets me really annoyed that school does this. Because then it's like, 
but you're making us forget how to live in the present because you're always telling us to live for the future and like do things that will help us in the future and it's like but who cares about my future if I don't have a present like there's no point in having a future if you never actually experience what living is like because our present has been taken away um so I thought it just it it gets it really annoys me um and this is like another kind of thing this is uh, this is kind of thing that my therapist said but it's also Phineas lyric from a song um it's like a lifetime's not long enough like it's such a basic thing but it's so true I feel like a lot of the time we think of lifetime as like infinity like it seems like this infinite amount of time it seems like I don't know something that expands expands the limits of time right because it's a lifetime it's like your whole entire life it's like wow that's ages but it's not that's literally just a label for 80 years like it literally just it's 80 years or like you know as a kind of baseline of 80 years um and I don't I don't want to put you guys in a Debbie Downer I really don't that's not what I want to do today but I mean it's not this isn't any new like information to us at all it's not like this shouldn't be daunting it shouldn't be overwhelming because this is all stuff we know it's all stuff we've known since a really young age is that all life on earth is temporary we all eventually will die um and the point is we shouldn't waste our lives by thinking of the future because then we forget to live in the present we get rid of the present by always having and this is when it kind of links to external and internal and like living and being if we're just externally being in the present but internally our mind is elsewhere then we're not living in the present we're just existing in the present because if our minds are like always focused on oh I need to do this tomorrow I need to do this next week or I need to do this next year or even oh I wish I hadn't said that like thinking of the past um where it's like oh I wish I could go back and change that I wish I could go back and do this then it's like you're wasting your present and it's like we only have 80 years of life I mean maybe young maybe maybe less but maybe more but around a baseline of 80 years on this in this life so it's like why are we wasting it by always focusing on the present like again like everybody dies but not everybody lives and it's really like spoke volumes to me but it really has because it's like why should I waste my life being stressed about a sandwich and like not living in the present because I'm so internally hyper focused on you know what my past self looked like and how much food I've had in the past or like how much food I've got to eat in the future and like how much weight I've got to put on in the future and it's like literally just stop and actually just be present and actually just like the fact you're even here alive the fact you're even literally speaking into this microphone right now this is like a moment for you to be present but instead you're just I don't know internally thinking like your mind is elsewhere um so this is something that yeah I've just learned kind of think I mean it's it's all stuff we know right it's all we're not silly like we're all aware that a lifetime is not long enough um wait what's Phineas's lyric Phineas's lyric is like don't waste the time you have waiting for time to pass it's only a lifetime that's not long enough you're not gonna like it without any love so don't waste it and it's yeah I mean maybe some of you are cringing but like at the end of the day he's so right um we shouldn't waste the time we have waiting for time to pass because 
then time will pass and we'll realise that we haven't got much time left. And that's awful. Um, I've just put a Debbie Downer on the mood. I just know I have. I'm sorry, guys. But, well, if we we turn this around, you know, turn this frown upside down, um, and we focus on how I've been able to find presence in, like, the last couple of weeks, I will share some you know, some cheeky tips and tricks that have, that have made, that have put me in scenarios where I've finally felt, wow, this is living. Um, so I always find I'm the most present at night because I'm away from like any possible distractions. I always feel like my senses are so much more heightened, but also contained because it's like taste. There is no taste. Smell isn't really any smell. Um, So it's like your, and like vision, it's dark. So it's kind of blocked out. So it's really your ears and like your hearing. That's like the last sense to really be, I don't know, to really be prominent, I guess. But because it's always quiet at night, it means even that sense is almost blocked out. So for once, like at night, it's like, it's just me and it's just, it's such like a moment to be quiet and to just actually, I don't know, it just feels so much slower. This is a thing, like obviously time doesn't change pace. Like time, you know, time flies when you're having fun. No, like obviously time doesn't, doesn't speed up or slow down. It always stays the same. But at night, I feel like I'm finally in rhythm with time. I feel like I'm finally in pace or on a similar level with time where it's like I'm not racing to get work done I'm not running out of time to do things I need to do that day oh hang on sorry guys I got called for something so I'm a little bit out of the flow now um but I know that I was talking about night um and I was talking about how my senses feel a lot more like heightened I guess and this does sound oh I forgot how spiritual I was getting here no but my senses feel a lot more I guess enclosed um to the point where it's like I'm completely cut off from distractions that I can really just be with myself and be and be I don't know like it is spiritual isn't it but like I'm not spiritual but it's kind of spiritual no but I think at night, what I'm trying to get at is that at night, for me, I just feel so, so alive, but I feel so present because I'm absorbing my surroundings. I'm not just sitting there, you know, waiting for sleep. I'm actually thinking current thoughts and processing current thoughts um, that I don't really do in the daytime. I think in the day, I'm always preoccupied with other things, whether it's just you know, going on my phone or replying to messages or um, doing schoolwork or whatever it might be. I'm not actually taking time to completely absorb the moment. And when I do, it's normally when I'm sad because it's normally like, because I write a lot of poetry, it's normally, um, if I do acknowledge how I'm feeling and thoughts I'm currently feeling, um, it's, it's just still not to me living in the present because I feel glazed over. Like I feel again, externally, internally, I feel internally not 
with my external being because I just feel so separated from myself. I don't know. I just feel like I retract inwards um, and I'm not really myself. So yeah, whereas at nighttime, I just feel, me, me literally like, I don't even know what am I doing promoting the night. Like all of you, let's go and stare at the ceiling. No, obviously you can get moments like that in the day and this is what I want to get onto. Um, I found more moments of this kind of living um, in the day. Uh, and it's when, it's when I went to, it was like, I was at my um, grounds the other day and I was having quite a bad morning just because, I don't know, I think some a lot of the time if I stare at my phone for too, it sounds silly, but if I stare at my phone for too long, I just get in quite a bad mood because I get quite tired and I feel, I really can't stare at my phone for a long time because it makes me sick. Um, but it just, yeah, it made me feel a bit mm, not great. Um, and I just knew that I needed to get out of the house. And she has, um, my grand has like a woods that's like 10, 15 minutes away from the house. Um, so I went and sat in the woods for two hours and just like wrote poetry and stuff. And that was honestly, I think one of the first times in like such a long time where I felt like I was actually living. It was, it was just different to normal life. Like it was an actual feeling and it sounds weird. It does sound weird. Um, and I'm, Am I about to get morbid? I am about to get morbid. And I'm sorry if, again, to anyone this is triggering or this is like sad or depressing or whatever. But I remember like back in whoop, February and March, like I could, okay, it does sound bad, but I promise we're gonna do a positive spin on it. But I could feel when death was near, to be honest. I could really feel it. Um, I could feel that I was about to collapse. Like I won't lie. Um, I can't explain it, but I just felt it. Like I just had an intuition. And it's the same with living. Like for the first time in a really long time, I actually felt like I was living. And suddenly like the slow pace of the night kind of filtered into the day. Um, and as I was sitting in the woods, I was like, wow, time is going so slowly because right now in this moment, I'm here with just my thoughts and just my senses and my senses aren't distracted by other people in the house or other noises it's literally just me you know I don't know like the crackling of leaves um literally my eyesight was just fixated on the page that I was writing because I was doing poetry um and I was just I, all I could smell was just like the smell of trees and stuff of like pine leaves I think um and that was a moment that felt really like slow and really calm. And I was really absorbing my surroundings and, you know, one with the world as I defined what living is. I said being like living is being one with the world. But at that moment, I felt internally and externally like united. Because <laughs> sometimes like I write poetry and I feel still quite separated from myself, uh, where it's like, my mind feels so separate from my body, but when I was in these woods, I felt so together. Oh, it is becoming very spiritual, but I did. I felt so like one person instead of being like two people, instead of being like externally Helena, but internally identity crisis. <laughs> like I felt like one. Um, and it was the first time I'd felt that, to be honest, where I, 
I think it's maybe it's not necessarily the first time I was living because I'm sure I have had moments before anorexia where I felt like I was living but I think it was the first time where I actually realized that this is living um and I ended the poem with this is living because I was like this is living like I can feel it in the same way I could feel death I can feel life and this is living it's not just being it's not just existing like I have been for the past 17 years of my life like this is actually what living is it's finally the slow life of the night has finally come through in the day um and that was a really special moment but it was um and then like the following day I was back at home and I went to my local park and I just sat under a tree and just wrote again um and I was like listening to music or something and again like time was just passing so slowly and I just felt so in time with time like I didn't feel like my mind was racing ahead I wasn't you know walking around the park at like a manic pace like I was still I was calm I felt secluded like although there was people around me this time and there was like a lot of life going on around me I felt separated from it like I didn't feel like I was caught up with the speed of other people I felt I felt by my I felt like alone but not lonely wait is the that the right one I don't know if that's the right way around but there were people around me um I didn't feel lonely and I okay I forget what I said I don't even know what I'm trying to say but I'm what well, I think what I'm trying to say is I felt alone even though I wasn't lonely like I didn't feel lonely but and there were like loads of people around me um but equally I felt as if I was the only person in the world <laughs> like oh main character moment no but I was I just felt I wasn't, you know what it was? I wasn't distracted by everyone around me. I wasn't, when I was absorbing my surroundings, I wasn't absorbing the other people. I was literally just absorbing the pen on the paper, the, you know, rustling of the leaves, <laughs> the like wind in the air. I don't know. I feel like uh, this is starting, yeah, it does. I, you know what I've just realized? I think a lot of living in the present for me is actually acknowledging nature around me. And it sounds weird. It sounds like, what do you mean being one with nature? Like that is so spiritual. Um, and yes it is but it's not I don't intend it in a spiritual way where it's like you have some like enlightening feeling it's just more like and again I'm gonna get onto the conscious subconscious thing it's more consciously appreciating your surroundings rather than just taking it for granted and not really acknowledging the life that's around you um so onto the conscious and subconscious um this is something that I don't know, pretty much defines living in the present and being in the present. If you're existing and slash being in the present, it's probably because you're living in subconsciously. It's probably because you're just on autopilot. For example, going to school or like going to a job, uh, depending on how old you are. But <laughs> uh, it can just be, yeah, you just don't really think about it. You just do it. Um, and you're not really actually taking in what's around you. Um, you're not actually thinking, wow, I am so grateful that, I don't know, I can smell the rain on the tarmac today. I'm so grateful that I can hear the, I don't know, there's like a gentle wind in the trees. I don't know. Um, or I'm so grateful that I got to talk to blah, blah, blah today. I'm so grateful I got to 
see my favourite person today. I don't know, just stuff like that. Um, I feel like a lot of the time we live subconsciously because that's how we've been our whole lives. We've gone to school our whole lives. How do we, how are we meant to find a new appreciation for school every single day? Because it's the same. Um, and I don't have an answer for that. I'm not going to lie. I don't have an answer for that. Um, I'm not really sure how to live in the present at school because as I was saying, I've only had like a couple of moments where I've found that I've been able to live in the present in the daytime. Um, and that's literally just been when I'm sitting under a tree <laughs> writing poetry. Um, I haven't felt that in on like a normal everyday basis. Um, and I think I try to feel it at concerts a lot of the time. I'm like, I'm really just going to try and be here and absorb literally everything around me. Like really just focus on the fact I'm seeing my one of my favorite singers right now. But um, I always think that in the moment, even though I tell myself and I'm like consciously making myself absorb my surroundings, it's still, it is living, but I just feel like it's, it's a different kind of living um, because it's like a communal living. Whereas I feel like being by myself in the woods is a very solitary kind of way of living. It's a different kind of experience of living. Um, but anyway, subconsciously like doing a job or going to work or whatever, you lose sight of what the present is because you're always distracted with other things at hand um such as school or work so I think that's a big part of why a lot of our lives are wasted because we're not we're not I don't know we're not consciously choosing to focus on our present because we're so preoccupied with other stuff um whereas in these moments where I find I'm living even if I'm thinking of, see, I don't want to say like thinking of the past or future is you not being present because that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that if at night, for example, I'm thinking of the past and present and I feel like I'm living and I, you know, I can feel it. Um, the point is, is that's not me living for the future or living for the past and therefore losing sight of the present. It's actually me living in the present because I'm consciously choosing to think about them. I'm aware that I'm thinking about the future and the present. Whereas I think if you subconsciously think about the future, if it's just, if you're, if you don't, if you're not aware that you're constantly doing stuff for the future, but it's just kind of ingrained in you, then you lose sight of what the present is because it's like, I'm not even choosing to be in the present right now. I'm just so consumed and overtaken by living for the future. I haven't even realized that I've forgotten the present. Um, so that's kind of the thing with subconscious and conscious is it's like a big part of living in the present is being conscious. Um, and back when, you know, back in February and March when I wasn't doing so well at all, um, I was just an autopilot. I was just doing everything subconsciously. I was not, really consciously aware of my surroundings at all. I was lit I literally felt like a zombie because I wasn't taking in every day, like at all. I was not living every day separately, if that makes sense. Everything just kind of merged together. 
Um, and I wasn't appreciating life at all. I wasn't like taking in my surroundings or really taking in conversations I was having in with, I was having with people. Um, I mean, some people, I, I don't say all my conversations I didn't really participate in because I definitely did. Um, there are some people that I really enjoyed having conversations with, but there were others where I just wasn't really present at all. Um, and it's because I was just living like on autopilot. I just wasn't really conscious. It was almost like, I don't know. It was like I was unconscious, internally unconscious, but externally conscious. <laughs> oh God, this is gonna get confusing. But I was just, you know, subconsciously always thinking of, I mean, not necessarily the future because I wasn't really fixated on the future. But I definitely wasn't thinking of the present or even the past, really. I was just em empty. Oh, she got a bit deep. But I was just a bit hollow. Um, <laughs> there wasn't much life going on. And I think when school makes us do these, you know, hefty career plans and makes us do all these, you know, I don't know, like, obviously we don't, not all of us have career plans, I don't have a career plan, but I feel like some people definitely do, depending on the job they want to go into, and they have things planned out to the max, where it's like, they know what they're going to be doing for the next 20 years of their life, and it's like, but if you do that then, then it's like, you completely lost sight of the present, you don't even know what the present is anymore, because you're constantly living in the future that you made, um, you've literally erased your own present because you're always participating in this future you made for yourself. And it's like, you can't be spontaneous and actually be like, you know what, screw that, I wanna do this because that's not part of your career plan. Um, and then you're just not living in the present at all because you're not doing what you wanna do right at the moment because you're subconsciously sticking to this me meal plan. Oh God, oh, not the meal plan. Um, you've been subconsciously sticking to this career plan for, you know, however many years that it is since you've made it. Um, so I think that's mainly everything I have to say. Um, I think the main thing I want to kind of sum up is don't think of the past and future out of habit and do it subconsciously. If you want to think about it, make a conscious choice of being like, you know what, I really want to think about the future right now, or I want to reminisce on the past or whatever. But make that choice to live your present by thinking of the future or past. Don't let the subconscious rule your present by escaping to another time frame because then you completely lose sight of the present. Because then, you know, everybody dies, but not everybody lives. And then it's like, well, where has your life gone if you've completely just escaped to another time frame? If you haven't even taken in the fact that you're in this world, that you're, you know, if you've internally and externally separated yourself by living, you know, subconsciously, consciously, all this stuff, if you're choosing to exist rather than to live, 
then I'm sorry, but it's a wasted life. <laughs> because then it's like, then what part of you is living? If you're choosing... Well, I mean, you can't choose to be in the subconscious because it's subconscious, you're not aware of it. But I think try and catch yourself the next time you're doing something in the future or you're thinking of the past, try and catch yourself and be like, did I choose to think about that? Or did that just subconsciously happen? Because then you'll get a better idea of, am I choosing to spend my present by living about, by thinking about a different time frame, Or did that unconsciously happen? Subconsciously, whatever. In which case, I wasn't living in the present just then. Um, so I think that's kind of, I think that's kind of everything I have to say, to be honest. Um, sorry if this has been a really confusing one. Um, but to kind of really put it all in a nutshell, there's kind of, so there's a difference between being and living. There's a difference between your external and internal life, let's say. There's a difference between the subconscious and the conscious. Um, and to kind of lead it onto the next episode of the series, which is acceptance, it's like we have to accept that we're gonna die one day. And yeah, no, I don't wanna end it on a sad note, I don't. But we have to accept that one day we won't be around. So it's like, why waste our lives thinking of another time frame? Because then we completely lost the whole meaning of what it is to be present. Um, and with me, for like my case, it's like, why am I wasting my life stressing about a sandwich? <laughs> why am I so preoccupied about a piece of cucumber? <laughs> That is literally so meaningless in the big grand scheme of things. Um, I think what we have to accept is that we, we, we can't always live in the present because that's unrealistic. You know, sometimes we will go into autopilot. Sometimes we will live subconsciously. But I think what I want you to take away from this is that living isn't existing, living's an entirely different thing, um, and I just want you to kind of take time and really think about moments where you've lived, um, and moments where you've really been present and you've really felt like you've made the most and absorbed the most of your surroundings, um, because it turns out I've done that way too little than I thought. <laughs> anyway, I kind of think that's everything I want to say. Um, thank you guys all for listening. I hope you enjoyed. I'm sorry if this got like a little spiritual, a little confusing. I got definitely got lost at places too, I won't lie. Um, but yeah, I hope you enjoyed. I know a lot of you liked the growing up episode, so I'm glad I wasn't alone on that one because it was low-key a little bit exposing for me. But I mean, we do love a bit of exposure therapy, don't we? <laughs> anyway, yeah. Uh, again, I hope you're enjoying your holiday. Everyone drink some water. I'm a bit parched. My throat's a little dry, I won't lie. I don't normally get thirsty, but right now I would love to guzzle some water. So everybody drink some water. Um, and yeah, I'll be back very, very soon. Hopefully on time with another episode all on acceptance. Bye.